0: hello and welcome back to three person book club a podcast dedicated to reading reviewing and reacting to ya fantasy i am izzo and i am sarah and we are your book club you are of course our third book club member we're so happy to have you um
1: we have read all of it. We're done. We finished. We did it. We it's have over. finished
0: the tandem read of Empire of Storms
1: and Tower of Dawn. We did it. Sorry, I'm sh- I'm shook. Why? Um, I was reading the Throne of Glass uh subreddit. Did in you get order a spoiler? To, like, find... I didn't. <laughs> How could I get a spoiler? We're done with it. Oh, oh for the whole series? No, yeah, I did I th- not. We do still have Um, one more book. Somebody called Dorian Daddy King Dorian. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) Don't do that. I don't think we read the same books. So let's start with a summary of what
0: happened. What didn't happen? I mean, honestly, everything happened. Rowan
1: got his cousins to save their asses. Yeah, and turn against Maeve very big things like we found out that Mae is a Vogue queen which uh-huh. oh
0: my god i called it i you called did it. i
1: don't know how you did that but you did maybe because you either. read closer than i do maybe there were clues and i missed them
0: i don't know if there were clues or if i was just like
1: saying shit and i was like something's gotta stick that's that happens i edit out a lot of stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> but to be fair in our recording, we did at some point accuse every person in the book
1: uh, of being a vogue queen. No, but of doing,
0: of having like a secret alternative identity.
1: Excuse me, I think that that kind of diminishes how spot on I was about Duva's husband. Sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was correct adjacent. <laughs> Which is different than being incorrect. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give us that
0: correct adjacent because we were like, you know, if it's going to be Duva's husband, it's because they're the only wedding ring. That that's was true. how we, we got did.
1: it. We got it with the wedding ring. That's yeah. true. We
0: just were like, uh, oh, they wouldn't do that to the pregnant woman.
1: Yeah, but here we are.
0: Oh, I guess that's the other thing. Uh, Duva was the one who killed. Yeah, Duva killed her sister, was and possessed, was, was trying to kill Irene and Kaol did
1: kill Kaol.
0: And then Irene sacrifices something that we didn't find out. She was just like, do whatever, and then we can be together. And then later, they were like, okay, well, you put both of your lives together now forever. So if one of you dies, guess what? You both die. And conveniently, Kaol will still not be able to walk sometimes.
1: I don't know why she did that. It's like all of the Like, therapy, and, like, I I really liked the theme of, like, it's not just physical healing, it's emotional healing as well, and you have to talk about your problems in order to get to some kind of healthy resolution, and he did that. Yeah. And then it was all undone, and then now he just, like, sometimes can walk and sometimes can't, and it's not tied to his emotional state, and it's not tied to uh anything thematically relevant it's just like when irene's
0: tired yeah when irene doesn't have the extra magic to help you walk you're
1: gonna need the wheelchair still which they're already doing with lorkin and a lead like we don't need to do that twice yeah i
0: i fully believe it's just because she wanted to be able to have um like kale in the middle of battle in the last book and his legs give out and he's going to have to do something heroic without the use of his legs because Irene is doing something important that's exhausting that's exactly what it's going to be he's going to his legs are going to give out and he's going to go I don't need my legs to fight and he's still going to
1: win without his legs like I think that you may be right but the reason that sucks is because it's a realization he already came to mm-hmm. um Through this entire book Which I read online was supposed to be a novella And then ended up being over 600 pages
0: Okay It makes sense it was probably supposed to be a novella You can only read Like part 2 Later on Part 2 and later
1: and you're good You don't need anything that happens before it Before we go any further into discussing Like the summary and our thoughts On what happened in the book um, I'm going to be taking notes While we do this because today, we get to do what, Izzo? We get to write our review. Burl, yeah, we're going to write our Goodreads reviews. Yeah, Most great sound effects. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we don't have a soundboard, so we're just we going <laughs> to... We do our we're doing. We're low tech here. <laughs> we have to make our own sound effects. So um, we are going to be writing our Goodreads review during the podcast today. So you'll be able to see our reviews. Uh, on Goodreads, if you go follow us, we're three PBC podcasts. So for Tower of Dawn, you could we're saying start at part you could two. start at
0: part two. All the real information that you need happens
1: at the end. That's true. One of the things I want to say for the tandem read is, um, you got to read it, or else you're not going to know that Maeve is a Vol Queen.
0: Yeah, because even in the final fight,
1: Aelin doesn't figure it. And I right because it's a reveal in book six. Even though we read books five and six at the same time, they didn't come out at the same time. Yeah,
0: I don't know how Aelin didn't figure it out because Maeve's power is darkness. That's also Lorkin's power, is it not? Is like death and darkness. I don't think he has darkness. I think he can just sense death and like communicate with death and like tap in to figure out how people die or something. How does that work? I don't know. But Maeve makes like an actual cloud of darkness. Like darkness that people can see and get shot out. And how is that different than the Vogue princes
1: that she fought outside of Doranel? Well, it's clearly not. But here's the thing. I think Aelin understands as little of the rules of this world as we do. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) You know what? I think this book was...
0: This book was the first time that I actually liked Aelin. I was like, as as a person, I think I would like her now. <laughs> and I didn't really like her as a person before. I was like, she's really mean. She's really manipulative. She's kind of a dick. Um, and like, she is all of that in this book, too. But somehow reading it with Tower of Dawn, Kaol also recognizes those things, but is like, But here are all the things that she's done that are good. And then by the end of when you see, like, here are all the things that she's done that are good. You're like, maybe Aelin
1: isn't that bad of a person. I think I do like her. See, that's exactly why I don't like her. Because it's like she's too good. You know, like, I know she's an assassin and stuff, but does she actually really kill people? It seems like no, it seems like she just has this laundry list of people that she has saved from being killed and who now owe her life debts. That's the opposite of an assassin.
0: I mean, we have seen
1: her kill people, but she does save a lot of people. But I wonder if it's... Yeah, but okay, wait, hang on. Okay, we have seen her kill people, but have we seen her be the world's greatest assassin? Because that's what she's billed as.
0: Maybe in the Assassin's Blade, she, do, she kills more people.
1: But we're not going to read that. No, we're not going to read that. And also, <laughs> it sounds like in the Assassin's Blade, it's just stories of her saving other people's lives. So she gets this, like,
0: Aylin gets this tug any time that she's like, I need to save this person. And that's why she does it. Not actually because she's a good person. Like, when she... Really? Yeah. When she was going to save... An, when she was going to kill Manon and try and, like, run away and then she was she got that tug and was like ah oh, shit i got to save her and
1: then she so then she but saved her that's because the gods are all using them as pawns and manon is part of this plan
0: yeah so i think those tugs were more of the gods being like you're going to need this person and you're going to need but this
1: But that's person. just i mean that wouldn't happen with just randos would it but all these people aren't don't end up being
0: randos
1: are you saying she gets the tugs every time she, like, saves Ansel or saves so-and-so? Yeah. Do you know that, or are you making that up?
0: I'm making that up. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> There's, But I think at the end of Empire of Storms, she mentions, like, um, all of these tugs of fate brought them to this beach. Okay, I'll allow it. I know. But I'm also, like... That's saying a lot about everything being predestined. Like, there's no actual choice. If she got this tug all the way in the what the red desert with the silent assassins
1: in order to save Ansel, that was like eight years ago. She died ten years ago. And Elena saved her. This is all part of that. Every single step that Aelin takes is part of that.
0: I don't know. I just, I also hate the idea that everything is like predestined because then it's like, well, then why are we doing anything? I don't
1: have a choice. I don't have a say. Are you talking about in life or in these books? Both. (laughs) I think that's part of the point of the books, or at least this part of the books. Aelin and her friends have no choice, have never had a choice. They were always going to come to this moment. And Aelin has really never had a choice and was always going to come to the moment where she has to die. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm like, how is she going to get out of this? Because I don't actually believe that she's going to die in Kingdom of Ash.
0: No, there's no way she can die. But at the same time, she has to. The only thing that can happen is Dorian could die and give his life because he has the same blood as her. The same Galathinius, like Brandon blood, whatever. So Could be. Yeah, he could also sacrifice himself. But then um, then Otterland wouldn't have a king. But, you know, Aelin had that whole plan that she was like, I will die. Lysandra will transform into me, which yeah. that means that Skull's Bay was all a test to see how many yeah. people in the room would recognize that Lysandra was Aelin. Them on the beach at the end was the biggest mind fuck for me reading it. I was like, she mind. did come up with every single aspect. She was like, this is what Dorian's gonna do. This is what Adian's gonna do. This is what Rowan's gonna do. This is what Manon is gonna do. This is what Elite is gonna
1: do. I was like, girl, what? Way back in episode two, I don't know if you remember this or not, but way back in episode two, I said, this feels like a heist movie. You did. I do remember that. Right, because we talked about Ocean's 8 and Ocean's 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, like, that's the ending of a heist movie. They did the heist, or maybe they didn't do the heist, and it looks like all is lost, but then it turns out that, like, the person who put the heist together, the heist was just part of the heist. Mm-hmm. Like, it was all, everybody was being heisted. <laughs> yeah. You know? There was always a second heist happening at the same time as the first heist. Exactly. So, I was, I think, not as surprised as you were, although I didn't, like, predict the details of it or anything. I didn't know all of the, like, her whole plan. But I knew there was going to be something where, like, her plan was revealed and and everyone was like, whoa, I didn't know any of this was happening.
0: Yeah, and I knew there was going to be a plan reveal, but I didn't realize the depth that she had put into the plan. Like, honestly... I assumed that she had some sort of thing going, like she had some sort of plan for Adean, some sort of plan for Dorian. But it was the fact that she was like, I'm going to die and I'm okay with that. Lysandra is going to pretend to be me for the
1: rest of our lives. I was surprised that Lysandra was okay with that. I was Can too. Can we talk about Lysandra for a second? Uh, yes, I would love to talk Just about a- Lysandra. A quick aside about Lysandra. Here's my prediction about her uncle coming to meet her. Ooh. My prediction is that he's going to tell her, because remember she said that she can't change back into herself because she forgot what she looked like. I think he's going to tell her what she looks like so she can finally be herself.
0: Oh And
1: that version of herself is somebody that nobody touched.
0: Oh I like that. I, hope I don't that know is. if that'll
1: happen, but that is my prediction.
0: I hope that happens. That would be really nice. I really do want, like, the best life for Lysandra. And I know that I have been team Adian and Lysandra since they met. And I mm-hmm. will be team Lysandra and Adian until the mm-hmm. end of the book. But right now he's so mad at her. And all of the, like, all the... Kids of the Kagon are coming to Terrison to help Aelin, Lysandra Aelin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to end up falling for one of the siblings. Oh, I would hate that. I would hate that so much. I would, too. And I'm like, I really hope it doesn't happen. Cautions on the market. Caution's on the market, and we know that Adian
1: has been with men, been with women. He
0: doesn't have a preference. <laughs>
1: That's true. I don't know if Caution has been with men, but he is available. Yeah, Argan I think is married. I don't think Argan Sartag- is married. He is married because wait, hang on, he is married oh, because is he- yes, in that big like hookup party, um, he was with two, he was with a man and a woman. And neither of them, K.L. asked, he was like, neither of them is his wife, right? And uh, Irene was like, no, but he always does that. That's fine. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And they were like, it doesn't matter
0: at these parties. Yeah, exactly. So caution is on the market. Because Irene broke his heart. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's also brokenhearted and looking for love.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh... (laughs) throne of glass island <laughs> we just um hook up characters together which is not quite different than what the author is doing right who's available hmm Manon and dorian let's hook them up adian and lysander let's hook them up lorkin and a they're both single there's nothing else they have in common let's make them hook up too
0: <laughs> although he, she is mad at him
1: like she's always mad at him i know they have such a a a volatile relationship she is always pissed off and you know that uh um you know that taylor swift lyric that's like my words shoot to kill when i'm mad (laughs) yes girl that's a lead yeah she's like when she's mad at him she's like you're gonna die alone (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh my god
0: (laughs) it's not even like you're going to she's like I hope that you do. And I hope that you... Yes. I hope it's after you realize that you're a miserable and unlovable person.
1: And you're like, damn, Elise. She's like, no one will ever love you. You are a garbage, trash human who's not a human. And then, like, 20 pages later, she's like, you'll always have a home and parent. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if he still has that home. (laughs) I don't know. But you remember they got in that big fight on the boat. And she said a lot of really mean things to him. Mm -hmm. And then, like... Then in the marshes, she was like, you will always have a home and Parent. That doesn't have to be now. It could be 20 years from now. But you can always come there, and I will always have a place for you. And then they made out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... And then she turns around and is like, you will never be loved by anyone. Not yeah. just, I don't love you. You will never be loved by anyone. You are garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she was like, not only do they make out in the marshes, they were going to have sex. And then...
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Now, she's like, wow, dodged a bullet. Hate him. He's so awful, unlovable, gross man. Mm.
1: Hate him. I'm sure there are people out there that ship Manon and Alid. I see Manon more as a protector of Alid, Mm -hmm. like an older sister or something. But I'm sure those Manon and Alid shippers are like, yes, bye, Lorcan. Hello, Manon. Because Manon is like, she's mine. She's coming with me. No one can touch her. What did she say to her like your claim over her is at the bottom of the list or something like that? I did <laughs> yes. like that.
0: Yeah, that was good. I was like, but good. here's my other
1: question about it though, like when I read that, I was like that's good, but also why does everyone want a lead? Like no offense to her, but like
0: I also I also can't really tell her importance. Like she has land but not important land it seems like.
1: I actually have a question about Lorcan from our third book club member. Oh yeah! What's
0: our question, third book club member?
1: This is from our third book club member, Claire. Hi, Claire. And Claire said, "If you, if you were going to rate Lorkin on a scale of one to ten, one being you hate him, and ten being you would die for him, how would you rate him?"
0: Lorkin, I would probably give him a four. I am not invested in him as a Fey
1: person. Um, I would say. I need more info first. Right now, I think, yeah, he's on the bottom half of the scale. I wouldn't die for him, certainly. No. I don't think that he would die for anyone, except maybe a lead.
0: Uh, and Maeve. He would die for Maeve.
1: Well, would he, though, now?
0: Uh, She cut him off, and he crawled
1: after her. I, I kind of had a problem with that, because he not only said that he's, like, blood oath-bound to her, which mm. we have seen is a really big deal, even though Rowan was like, I don't like being blood oath bound to her. Adian has showed us that it is a big deal. Yeah. Like in capital letters, it is a big deal. So not only is he blood oath bound to her, but he, he's in love with her. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, he's not pining over her, but he's in love with her.
0: Do you think that he's in love with her because like the death magic that he has, like feels comfortable with the darkness that she gives off?
1: That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> That's like, I don't know if I can answer that. I think his therapist needs to answer that. <laughs> uh,
0: I wonder, I don't think that he actually likes Maeve as a person. I think that his magic is just comfortable around hers because they're
1: both like similar and dark. Do you love her? Or are you just comfortable around her dark magic? <laughs> <laughs> but my problem with that, that whole scene, was that he's in love with this person. Like even though she's evil. He's in love with her, and he's blood oath bound to her, and he's just been totally devastated. She has done the worst thing that she can do to him. Mm-hmm. And Gabriel is, like, he's devastated um, by the blood oath being rejected, and yeah. he doesn't crawl after her, but he's he is devastated by that. He's really, like, dishonored or whatever. Yeah, and he's but frozen then, in place. Exactly, but then Lorcan has, like, an equally emotional response, and is panicking frankly mm-hmm. but we're supposed to see that as like pathetic and everyone's like fuck lorkin i mean i don't love the guy but like damn have a little bit of compassion
0: i think it seems like it's so pathetic because after that happens we immediately jump to a leads point of view and it doesn't help that all of the fey that we have seen that have been bloodbound to her only view any feelings that they have towards her as being manipulated. But it's very clear, I think, to us that Lorcan wasn't manipulated into those feelings. Or maybe he was, mm-hmm. but he like fully buys into them.
1: Right. Right. And like we should see him as like a victim, not be like celebrating his pain.
0: Yeah. And like I am, I'm glad that he is free from that oath because then he can build like actual healthy relationships.
1: But He still has all that pain that he's got to go through and sort out. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I don't know. Right now, Lorcan's at the bottom part. But possibly, we're leaving the door open for Lorcan to have a redemption arc. Yeah,
0: here's the thing. Right now, for me, Lorcan is a 4. But by the end of the series, I think he's going to jump up to a 7.
1: Wow, that's a big prediction for not... Having read even a single page of the seventh (laughs) book. (laughs) Okay, maybe a six. I think.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think he's gonna move up. I think he's gonna do something very good and heroic, and it's gonna make me
1: sad. Um. Do you think Lorcan's gonna die? Ooh. Okay. Do you think Lorcan's gonna like? Is he one of those characters? They can only be redeemed through sacrificing himself for someone else. I I don't think that he
0: is one of those characters. It's really hard because she, it's like she doesn't want to kill off main people ever. The way that she yeah. saved Kale. I think Kale needed to die.
1: I think Kale needed to die. And it's frustrating because she started the series being like, I don't care who dies nehemia gone yeah you know and then but now it's like nope kale's not gonna die
0: i feel like lorkin probably isn't going to die because she's not gonna want a lead to
1: be alone again so you think they're gonna end up together you think he's gonna be lord lorkin Lockin of parent so what about rowan and aelin they got married on a boat that's something that happened in this book <laughs> but Rowan said that he's just the consort. A consort is a spouse.
0: Oh, I thought it was someone who gives advice. (laughs) What is that person called? An advisor? A a consult. (laughs) I see what I've done. Okay. All right. Well, that clears up quite a few things. That didn't make sense to me at the end there.
1: I should say so. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want a review? Yeah, I would love a review. Okay, this is an Amazon review for Tower of Dawn. Okay, would you
0: interesting. you like to hear it? Oh, yeah.
1: It's a, it's a one-star review from Alyssa, and Alyssa titled her review, Hated It.
0: <laughs> well, Alyssa,
1: that's very valid. <laughs> Alyssa says... This book is trash. Absolute garbage. I've hung off of every word of this series up to now and this book has turned me off completely. And I never, with the exclamation point in the middle of the sentence, I never want to read the words balk, limbed, guttered, swagger, or read about someone's molten core ever again. Blah. Yuck. (laughs) She does reuse a lot of... The same descriptors. That's valid because limbed was actually one that I had to look up. I had never heard that word before. And she uses it about 15 times in that book.
0: She reuses like so many of the same words. And you're like, you couldn't think of any different descriptors.
1: Right. So I actually, while I was reading it um, and noticed all that and it bothered me. And I also noticed that her writing seemed a little bit different. Like her sentences were choppier and that kind of stuff. So, I actually looked it up. She got a new editor for these books. Oh, for Empire yeah, so of Storms and Tower of Dawn, or just Tower of Dawn? Mm-hmm. Empire of Storms, Tower of Dawn, and Kingdom of Ash, I believe. They all have a new editor. Cause it, you're right. It did feel parts of it did feel choppier.
0: And there wasn't as much comment on the types of food people were eating and how they
1: were eating it, so. Yeah. You know, so you trade one for the other. (laughs) We have to hear the word limbed a lot, but at least we don't have to read the word gobbled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you really got to pick your poison. One of them is going to really haunt you in the middle of the night, no matter what. Yeah, gobbled
1: (laughs) is the one. Gobbled is the one that'll haunt you in the middle of the night. Not limbed? Limbed. No. Limbed. Limbed is just limbed is just a uh, molten core. Like, okay, that molten core will haunt you as well. <laughs> so gross. It's like <laughs> like a lava cake. <laughs> a human lava cake. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna write a romance novel and that's how I'm gonna describe everything. I'm gonna be like, She was a human lava cake. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, made of chocolate? It's very gross. <laughs> like kind of that. Sticky. that like, <laughs> That mental image. (laughs) I don't
0: know. I feel like there weren't many parts of Tower of Dawn where I was like, ew, why did we do that?
1: Yeah. There was not much sex in Tower of Dawn, Uh, certainly not as much as is in Empire of Storms. Yeah. But the sex that is in Tower of Dawn is weird. It is a little weird.
0: The way that he and Irene getting together is talked about or, like, described, they focus... Actually, no, I'm still thinking about uh, Dorian and Manon. Their scene was really weird for me.
1: It was weird. I went back and read it after you were like, this was a weird scene. I was like, I don't remember it being super weird. Um, but I went back and read it and I was like, this is kind of weird.
0: I don't know. I feel like Aelin and Rowan's in the beginning of the book was fine. And even like their second scene was also fine.
1: I thought it was kind of sweet, actually. Not the second one. The second one was not... That one was weird. That was the one where they bite each other. That one was weird.
0: Yeah, because they're mates. Can we talk about how funny it is that Aelin sent a letter to Hussar, even though she knew Kaol was going down there?
1: Right. It's because she knew Kaol was going down
0: there. (laughs) She's like, look, you're about to get this guy. Um, His name's Kaol. He sucks. He sucks. We're so sorry. We had to send him. We didn't have anyone else. Um, But here's the thing. I need you... To help us, and he's gonna try and convince you, and he'll be bad at it. So just trust me. Do it. Help us.
1: I think that's hilarious. Yeah, because she knows Kael. Who knows Kael better than Ailyn? I guess Irene now, uh, but Irene Dorian. thinks that Kael is good at stuff. So oh yeah, Dorian. That's what Still. Dorian
0: trusted Kael to go down there and be like, speak on behalf of Otterlin. But you know, so
1: maybe maybe he doesn't know him very well then.
0: They're best friends and brothers, is what. Is that's how they describe each other. And I'm like, well, but you know what? I am mad at the Huffington Post. Wait, why? What? <laughs> because
1: on okay. the back
0: of the Tower of Dawn book, it's uh-huh. one sentence review says, Sarah J. Moss turns a corner from sprawling epic to thrilling psychological fantasy, a worthy new chapter in the Throne of Glass saga. I did not feel did they call it? like there was a psychological fantasy going on.
1: Maybe the psychological fantasy is that Kaol can do anything. I was like, oh, is
0: there going to be like political intrigue? Are we going to have like all of this stuff? No. It says on the summary in the back, Kaol, Nezrin, and Irene will have to draw on every scrap of their resilience if they wish to save their friends. But while they become entangled in the political webs of the Cognate, deep in the shadows of the mighty mountains where warriors soar on legendary rucks, long-awaited answers slumber. And I'm like... We really didn't get that much political intrigue in this. We got a lot of politics, and it was boring. Yeah, not even, like, good politics. No. Mostly all the politics was... Uh, we don't like Kale, and Kale went. I'm bad at talking to people.
1: That, I like your Kale voice. I've said it before. I'll <laughs> say it again. Your Kale voice is good. Thank you. So, what else happened that we haven't summarized yet? Okay, Ailin got locked in a box. How's she gonna get out of that?
0: Um, well, at the end in Fireheart, she's taken out of the box by Mave and um. I
1: mean, how's she gonna get out of the situation? Karen,
0: Carn, Horn. <laughs> What's his name? Karen. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> <laughs> kern kern
1: no Karen. Karen. cairn so mave and karen
0: <laughs> so
1: mave and Karen.
0: <laughs> they have their fancy box
1: <laughs> stuffed with alien. <laughs> yeah so how's she gonna get out of this situation she is in a box she's been taken out of the box <laughs> um but <laughs> she is still in the clutches of mave and uh friends, Maeve and Co. <laughs> but I
0: don't know where they are because I don't think they're going back to Wendelin. And also, none of them know Aelin is not there because right. Hussars, saw, Hussar's spies saw Lysandra Aelin,
1: Lailin. Are they going to tell Kaol? If Kaol gets there with the entire southern continent in in tow, are they going to tell him? Okay, Dorian will probably tell him what's
0: going on. But here's, who all knows? Does everybody know? Dorian, Manon, Alid. Mm-hmm. Alid, Rowan, Lysandra, Adian, knows. Adian. I couldn't remember
1: if I said Adian. Gabriel, Lorkin, and Lorkin. And I think that's it. Oh, so everybody? Yeah,
0: everybody knows. Everyone in our main crew.
1: And Kaol doesn't know. And I think they should keep Kaol in the dark because the less that Kaol knows, the better. The less damage that Kaol can do. Yes. Yeah.
0: I don't think Kaol can keep a secret. He and Nesrin told literally everybody about erwin and the Volg and all of this darkness and Aylin's plan and her magic. You want to hear
1: my hot take? Love to hear it. The only secrets that Kaol can keep are from Aylin. Ooh. Ooh.
0: We don't have any sound effects that we could but yeah, you're right. All right, you want another review? I would love another review.
1: This is a three star review for Empire of Storms.
0: Ooh, only three for Empire of Storms? uh I was kind of slow. Well, that's valid. I'm-
1: I know, and this is from Christopher. All
0: right, Christopher.
1: So Christopher says, Up front, I can't stand Rowan. I hate that he and Selena are together. Oh, but- the good. Okay. Lorcan and a lead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know where they're headed, and I wish the Lorcan Elite story was given the forefront instead of Aelin and Rowan. Um, Maybe find a different book series, my friend. Aelin is the protagonist. Yeah, I was like,
0: I don't know if you knew this, but Aelin is the main character, so we will spend most of the time with her.
1: The bad? huh Dorian's storyline, boring. I don't buy it after all the trauma he's been through. Adian boring. I like Fenris. Why can't Aelin fall for him? <laughs> Well... Okay, here is the major spoiler. Look, your mate gets beaten by a horrible person and dragged off, and you don't go berserk? Rowan, did you not lose it when your darling Lyria died? Seeing your mate's blood and all you do is point a knife at Lorcan? Seriously? That's actually a good point. That
0: is a good point. Well, here's the thing. He knows that she's not dead. And so he's not gonna, like, lose it and go berserk because... He's instead going to spend his entire time trying to find her, which is his own kind of spiralling.
1: Let's go back a little bit though. They said Dorian's storyline boring. Uh excuse me, what? Dorian's finally like Interesting. Coming into his own. Yeah. I mean, I saw that one of our other book club members um called him Daddy King Dorian. I don't know that I agree with that. That one but was a little funny. He far. is sort of he is sort of becoming, you know Yes. More of a king.
0: Yeah. Okay, because, look, you want to talk about boring Dorian storylines, that was Air of Fire. And then Queen of Shadows, what's he doing there? I wish I was dead. That was Dorian's whole arc
1: in Queen That's of true. Shadows. It was very depressing. Yeah.
0: And so, like, finally, Empire of Storms, he's like, I'm, I'm kind of fucked up. And everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but we kind of all are. So welcome to it, friend. And he goes on this journey, and he, I guess, finds... He doesn't fall in love with Manon. Not even close, but, like, he's into her.
1: Yeah. I I think they will fall in love. I think they'll fall in love, but... I think they understand something about each other. I think, you know, you're talking about, like... Lorcan's magic feels at home with uh with uh Maeve's magic. Mm-hmm. I think that their traumas find comfort in each other. Yeah. And I think that they don't want to be attached to anyone because the people that they love have been so hurt and taken from them and whatever else. But I think that they're like out of all the people here, you seem to understand me and understand what I need right now, which is to like not have someone else to care about you
0: know yeah dorian's story this time has been the most interesting because he's realized those things about himself and like the way that he's connected with other people he figured out the lock or that mirror And solved that riddle when no one else did. He has control of his magic like he
1: has never had. I think he's really coming into his own. I think we're going to see some good things uh, in Kingdom of Ash. Mm -hmm. forgot the name of it. um, From Dorian. And in fact, I'm going to make a note. That's part of why I don't want Dorian to
0: sacrifice himself in Kingdom of Ash. Like to take the spot. Yeah, I think that that
1: would be cheap. Right? I think that that would be cheap. It's just sacrificing one life for another and it's essentially saying that Dorian's life is less valuable than Aelan's, and I don't think that that's a good message for this series. Yeah,
0: and I also feel like it belittles the journey that he took into becoming a good king and a yeah. good man. Essentially, like he has that—he uh, has that sword that was Gavin's sword. You know the. And everyone was like, yeah. Gavin was, like, the last good king. And, like, that's yeah. what Dorian is trying to be. I think killing him is, like, it belittles that journey that he's made from that, like, playboy prince that we saw at the beginning into this man that he has become, this king. I mean, not, not you know, that daddy king Dorian. Not that. Just, <laughs> not daddy king. Regular king. Regular, regular
1: good <laughs> man king. <laughs> Right. Good man, king. <laughs> Good man, king, Dorian. Well, that has been Dorian's uh, arc the entire series. Because in the very first book, in OG Throne of Glass, mm-hmm. when he and Selena are, like, dancing together or something, everybody makes the comment, well, he looks like a king. You know, when he's with her, he doesn't look like a prince anymore. He looks like a king. Ooh. I had forgotten that. And so his... Yeah, so his journey this whole series has been to becoming king, to stop being this prince who's just messing around and doesn't doesn't take anything seriously into this like king who's going to run a kingdom. And we always have known that that's who he is inside because we get to see that side of him when he's with Selena way back in the beginning. Yeah. I was going to say at the beginning of Empire
0: of Storms it doesn't seem like he's ready to be king either and he is. And by the right. end of Empire of Storms, we're like, oh, he is finally king. He's accepted that about himself, and he is ready to be that person,
1: ready to rule. Right. I think um, I think part of what's important about that is um, part of the reason that he wasn't ready before is because he's still processing the guilt he feels over destroying the glass castle and killing his dad. hmm Um, And Aelin taking responsibility for that so that he can still be looked at as a good king. Yeah. Without that baggage. And in the same way that Kaol had to work through his trauma and his feelings of guilt through that whole uh, encounter and tell Irene what really happened, Dorian needs to do that too. Yeah, I think he is going to end
0: up, Dorian is going to confess and explain everything that happened to Kaol and Kaol's not going to blame him and lash out the way that he would have before he met Irene and went to the Southern continent.
1: Yeah. I could also see it happening in a scenario where Kaol is already uh, upset and lashing out. Like he's like, Aelin lied to us and Aelin did this and Aelin did that. And Aelin exploded the glass castle. And Dorian's like, no, I did. And so if you have a problem with it, just know that I did your problems with me. And then (laughs) Kaol being like, Oh, I never have any problems with you. I love you, Dorian. That's true. That was a good kale. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's a little different from yours. (laughs) So I have another question from our third book club member.
0: Another one. I love it. Who's this one? And
1: actually, this is not from one of our book club members. This is from someone who is a, a friend or something. Oh. Yes. A friend or something of someone who is one of our book club members. Ooh. And this person asks, um, what is a good gift for a throne of glass fan? Ooh. Okay, besides the obvious, which is a a throne of glass. Right. That is what do you think? That is
0: the best gift. Um, if you can't do that, I guess.
1: Um I would say if you can find a red croaking cloak. That would be pretty cool. Oh, if you can find one of the word keys. Oh, you know it would be really cool if you
0: had, um, if you made one of the amulet necklaces. Oh, you're talking about
1: real things. I'm talking about fake things. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought a cloak would be nice.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about things from the like that are literally in the book. The but yeah, you're right. You could the amulet. You necklace. could make the amulet. You could make the amulet. Okay, I got a really good one. Okay, tell me the sword of Damaris. How are you going to make the sword of Damaris? <laughs>
0: Give them a sword.
1: See, that, that was my joke at the beginning. And you were like, oh, a cloak sounds good.
0: Yeah, well, you can use a cloak, a sword. You can use a sword. You're not supposed to, but you could. <laughs> I think you should give them a sword, actually. I fully believe that. Okay,
1: so, so we've got a couple options here. You've got a sword, the sword of Damaris mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. is. You've got one of the word keys or the amulet of Orenth, yeah. which has a word key in it. Um you've got a red croken cloak, but it can't just be a red cloak. It's got to be a croaken cloak, preferably given to you by a crokin. Yeah. Please don't go kill croakens to go get their cloaks. Yeah. Bad I gift. mean
0: they're in hiding. It's really hard to find them, so that would be impressive, but because they're in hiding and endangered, please don't kill them. They're protected Yeah, species. they're
1: endangered. Yeah, exactly. Um so but you can ask them nicely, politely for one of their cloaks. Yeah, they might have extras. Um, What else? Oh, Mort. If you can find Mort, please (laughs) dig him out of the rubble of the glass castle, of the stone part of the glass castle. Yeah,
0: that is a great gift because Mort will be able to give you fashion advice,
1: life advice. Fashion advice? What fashion advice has Mort ever given? He has eyes, doesn't he? I guess so. So he can see your clothes and go, ugh. That is disgusting. You assume that the people asking Mort for fashion advice have bad fashion. <laughs> no, I think Mort just doesn't like any of their outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Mort's particularly picky. Yeah. What else could Mort do? Mort's a great gift. So he can give you fashion advice. What else? He can give you riddles. I was going to so say riddles. will never of things to do. When you're bored. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Um,
0: mm-hmm. He would not be able to answer you. So it wouldn't
1: be... Oh, actually, no. When you figure out the answer, he'll go i don't know why it took you so long um okay what else is more good at um maybe matt he can you can use him to open and close your door (laughs) or to knock on a door i keep forgetting that he's not a doorknob he's a door knocker (laughs)
0: um so yeah he can just announce you can use him to announce your spot and then he'll go
1: someone has arrived for you (laughs) Oh, that one was good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and then if you need to let somebody know where you're gonna be after you flee your position as captain of the royal guard, you can also stop by and just tell Mort. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then, he will maybe let them know if they remember to come by and check on him, which probably they won't. Yeah, but if you're ever rude. out
0: and you do want someone to just like let you know or leave a message, Mort will be there. Will he give you the message? We don't know. We didn't get that answer. TBD. Yeah. We never got
1: to see that it, he could, yeah. but he, he was never given the chance. But
0: actually that's a great reason why you should give this gift to someone, because then they can let us know,
1: does Mort give the messages that are left for him? So this was a great question um, from our listener, <clears throat> or a friend of our listener. And I encourage you to, when you give this gift, write in at uh, on Twitter at 3PBC underscore podcast, or email us 3pbcpodcast at gmail.com and let us know does mort also take messages yeah
0: and will he we know he takes messages will he give you the message we the book club want to know
1: okay so predictions for koa i can't believe we're already on the last book of the series i actually don't think i have any predictions except that i don't think Aylin is gonna die i think she's gonna find a way out of it I also think that Aelyn is going to find a way out of it.
0: I think, and I think you texted me about this, and I think you were right, where you think they're going to find a way to bring Elena back, and Elena is going to sacrifice herself to take Aelyn's place. That's right. I forgot that I texted you that. But I don't know if that would work, because she already sacrificed her afterlife
1: to keep Aelyn alive when she was 10. I mean, this book has, like, weird logic. So I could see that happening. They make Elena corporeal, and then she, like, sacrifices herself it, it kind of makes sense thematically because this is elena's mess to clean up mm-hmm. and to give her the option to clean up that mess i think is good i think that that's like uh mm-hmm. it fits in with some of the other themes of the books and it's also like it would be satisfying i feel like i think it'd be satisfying for the readers and i think it would also be satisfying for elena yeah to be able to do that
0: i i I agree, and I think that's what should happen. Another way that I think it could end is if Aelin gives up her
1: immortality. Will that work, though? I don't know. Can you give up your immortality, and that's the same thing as giving up your life? Well, because it is a
0: lifetime that she's giving up. Instead of having, you know, 500 years or whatever, a 1,000
1: years, she's going to have, I don't know, 40? You know that kind of um, reminds me of, though? Mm. It reminds me of the spiders. And how Falcon, or whatever his name is, um, how he was like, I have to kill the spider that took my years from me in order to get the years back. Mm -hmm. Who made up the rule that you have to give your life to make the lock?
0: She, because the lock was made by uh, Brannon's wife. What's her name? Mala? Mabe? I thought that was Mab. Mab? Okay, so Mab, she had to give her life but only because it took that much magic to make the lock. We know that Aelin has a ridiculous amount of magic. What if Aelin and Dorian do it together? That's what I think they're going to do. Oh, I think that would, be, that would be good. Okay, so I think they're going to work together to, like, amplify their magic, and they'll be able to make enough magic to make the lock without having to give up a life. So, like, you remember when they were saving hale and all of the healers Uh got into a line and they made that like Uh lock that chain of healing and that gave the enough power to bring him back from the brink of death yeah i think they're gonna do that i think all the healers are gonna make that chain and bring her back i know so i'm thinking either they're gonna do that to save aelin or all of the it's gonna be rowan dorian um and like every other magic user, they're going to make a magic chain. And then Manon and all of the 13 or all of the Crokins, they're all going to make a chain so that no one has to die to, to fix the lock.
1: Aww. Oh, I would love that.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be really good. I think that would be a cute ending. But once again, we want to point out we get very attached to our own predictions. They do not often work out.
1: If I found out that Maeve were the Vogue queen Mm -hmm. and that Erowyn came over in order to be like, Maeve, get your ass back to this other realm. Mm -hmm. The first person I would call is Erowyn.
0: I think it would be so good if they went to Erowyn and was like, that's Maeve. Maeve is actually the queen who married your brother.
1: Who you're looking for. Like, it seems to me... That Erwin is not here to take over the world like we thought. I know. It seems that that is not his plan. He just wants Maeve and he just wants to go back. So I would be like, look, Erwin, not sure why you have been, you know, doing this other stuff for so long. But I know where this lady is that you're looking for. So if you just help me and agree to leave forever, I will help you and we can team up by forever. What about Manon? What about predictions for Manon? I think she's going to unite the witches. Yeah,
0: I think she's going to find the croakens who are hiding. Um, and I think she is going to unite them. And I think she's going to end up
1: sharing the wastes with Ansel. Ansel. I think the 13 are going to die. No. That's what I no.
0: think. No. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I know. I I would hate that so much, but I think that they're going to die.
0: I really hope not because I really like the 13.
1: I wonder if, like, part of the way to break the curse is that, like, Iron Teeth witches have to die for Croken witches. Like, have to die protecting Croken witches mm. or something like that. And so I could see, like, Manon being like, okay, I'll do it. And then the 13 be like, no, we'll do it.
0: Yeah. Because I wonder, because the land was ruined because it was spoiled with Croken blood, I think it needs to be fixed by giving it Iron Teeth blood.
1: What about for. Oh, what about for Alid? My prediction for Elite is that she's going to continue to not do anything and say mean stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the thing. Alid hasn't really done anything.
1: So I'm not sure how she's going to contribute. Yeah. I mean, I think that her biggest contribution so far was making Manon believe in hope. Yeah. Oh, and she did get the word key there. She, I, I won't take that away from her. She did get the word key down to. Aylin. Yeah.
0: I think if anything, I think lead mm-hmm. is going to be the one to point out that if she's a Vogue queen who's been here the whole time, why is Erowyn not reached out to her? If they are both Vogue and they've been on the, si- the same side the whole time, I think lead's going to be the one to point out why haven't they
1: hooked up then. Right. Why hasn't Erowyn figured out that Maeve is Maeve and why hasn't Maeve tried to help erwin yeah uh, or like release him from this deep sleep that he was in or whatever
0: so i think she's gonna figure out that relationship and come up with some plan for morath i think that's what she and lorkin are gonna end up doing is i think they're gonna have to go back to morath yeah i think you're right because for her everything is in morath like and I think he's gonna. I think Lorcan is gonna kill Vernon and Mora.
1: Let's do our review for the tandem read. Okay. So first question: Do you need to read Tower of Dawn? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, it has a huge plot point in it. You will not know that Maeve is a Vogue queen if you do not read Tower of Dawn, unless you just listen to me say this right now. And now you know. And so therefore, you can skip it, I guess. Yeah. If you just listen to our if you just listen to our podcast, then I guess, no, you don't have to read it. Unless our podcast has made you want to read it, but I don't see how that would happen. No, I
0: don't think that we've really sold you on Tower of Dawn. However, I do think we do a good job of, of saying that Empire of Storms is pretty good.
1: Is the tandem read worth it? Should you read Empire of Storms and then Tower of Dawn, or should you read them simultaneously?
0: I think the tandem read was good because it broke up Tower of Dawn so much. Yeah, that's true. But I think it was bad because it
1: broke up Empire of Storms too much. If I had to read all of Tower of Dawn at the same time, like all at once, I don't know that I would make it through it. So like it makes Empire of Storms a little bit worse and makes Tower of Dawn a little bit better because you're adding interesting things Mm -hmm. in. I did and didn't like finding out that Maeve is a Vogue queen before Aelin knew you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't like finding it out and then going back to uh Empire of Storms and being like, Okay, they're on the beach now and now everything is obvious because her magic is this is this darkness and she's talking about all this stuff. We still would have found out before alan even if we didn't do the tandem read, because alan But we wouldn't have found out like reading Empire of Storms. That's true. So that, that moment, I think that it, it does change it. So like, should you do the tandem read? I think so because it makes Tower of Dawn a lot more bearable, Mm -hmm. but I will say as somebody who like is big on, you can only experience something for the first time, one time. I don't know that the first time that I experienced that conflict on the beach, I don't know that I liked knowing that Maeve is a vault queen already.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you nailed it. I think doing the tandem read, it makes Empire of Storms a little worse. It makes Tower of Dawn a little better.
1: Yeah. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, it could have just been one book. It really could have. It would have been a bigger book. And
0: I think that's probably why she didn't want to do it, because it would have been a very large book. But... Honestly, you didn't need most of Tower of Dawn at all.
1: Um, So all in all, I think if I had to do it again, I would do the tandem read. Um, I would not change it to reading Empire of Storms and then Tower of Dawn. But the tandem read still does have its drawbacks. So you just have to decide for yourself. (laughs) I think I would also choose the tandem
0: read over one at a time purely because of how much i dislike
1: tower of dawn as a book we should write our um goodreads reviews okay let's do it um i would give empire of storms probably four stars
0: What do you think? i was also thinking four stars i don't think it quite made it to five stars i think empire of storms does a good job balancing romance
1: and action and intrigue if you are a fan of aelin and her, like, crazy plots, you'll be a huge fan of this book. Yes.
0: We get to see new parts of Otterland. Otterland. We do. We haven't seen Skull's Bay. That's not Otterland. Yeah, it is.
1: Shit, I need to pull up the map. No, I'm up the map.
0: Is it that? Oh, you're right. It's outside of Fenharrow.
1: <laughs> we get to explore more of Aurelia. Here's something we said in the very first episode actually i think we said it in the second episode there are a lot of characters to follow all doing different things okay i'm writing that <laughs> <laughs> no that doesn't make any sense <laughs> i wrote it anyway <laughs> empire of storms is a good job of balancing action romance and intrigue if you're a fan of aelin and her scheming you'll be a fan of this book there's a lot more action in this book than in past books which makes it fast moving we get to explore more of aurelia and meet characters from aelin's past there are a lot of characters to follow in this, doing all different kinds of things. So we, don't... <laughs> so we don't get to spend as much time with each of them as we have in past books. You know what? I say keep that in. They're all doing all sorts of things. Should we have like a
0: spicy pepper warning? How spicy is it? Well, Dorian's was we two spicy peppers. This... Aelin and Rowan is one That's spicy true. pepper
1: you really think so just one spicy pepper yeah okay we give the romance in this book two peppers two spicy peppers
0: yeah i don't know because i was already like oh i don't think i like this with just the two peppers from dorian and Manon. i felt like i was too involved in the scene and i didn't like that at all because i'm just reading i shouldn't be there they shouldn't be accounting for me being there it felt like they could see me yeah it was weird We need a review for Tower of Dawn. Yes, we do. Two stars. You really want to give it two stars? It was so boring. All the characters that seemed interesting at the end of Queen of Shadows seemed to lose their spark and had no personality. The political aspect was disappointing and not as interesting as it should have been. And oftentimes it felt like it was forgotten about. We were supposed to be solving a murder. It was 658 pages of a therapy session.
1: So I said, Tower of Dawn was way longer than it needed to be and just as boring as we expected it to be. All of the characters that seemed interesting at the end of Queen of Shadows lost their spark in this book and had almost no personality. The political aspect was disappointing and not as interesting as it could have been and often felt forgotten. The beginning of this book promised us murder, monsters, and a political thriller, but it didn't deliver on any of those. This was 658 pages of a therapy session between Kale and Irene, which was ultimately rendered moot. Mm. However, we do not recommend that you skip this book. There are plot points that are relevant to the overall series arc, but it's probably better as a tandem read with Empire of Storms than on its own. Yeah. I think that's a very
0: solid review. Oh, uh, um, maybe half a spicy pepper, one spicy pepper, viewer discretion advised. It was very detailed, but not very spicy.
1: Yeah. K.L. and Irene's romance scene was like uh, like the banana pepper you get in a pizza box.
0: Not too spicy. Almost a little sweet. All right. So next, for Kingdom of Ash, we, we didn't want to read the whole thing. We were going to stop halfway. Yeah, we're going to do half of it.
1: Do we finally get the whole map?
0: No. It still says to Wendelin, no. turn to the southern continent down and then there's still nothing 494 is chapter
1: 58 okay so we'll read through chapter 57 we'll stop at chapter 58 okay did you spoil it no but
0: i will let you know elita's still alive by chapter 58 (laughs) (laughs) okay that's fair (laughs)
1: that's a that's one about her To get us ready for Kingdom of Ash, I want to read two reviews. Ooh, okay. So here's a one-star <gasps> review. Of Kingdom of Ash? From Monica. Monica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Monica says, if you want to keep your fans, then give us quality, not quantity. Oh, <gasps> That's the title. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorite series, but it will be the last book I read by this author. Maybe it was the length of time between books, but I just didn't care for this book. It was all over the place and felt rushed. I ended up skipping over pages because it lacked the tension and sauciness of former books. Interesting. It was also difficult to recall what happened in former books because of the lengthy period of time between them. Oh, we don't have have that that issue, Monica, but thank you. (laughs) I should have known better since the previous book was also a complete disappointment. I had such high hopes for this author. Oh, okay. So,
0: wasn't a fan of Tower of Dawn, and then it seems like Kingdom of Ash maybe follows how kind of boring Tower of Dawn is. I don't know if i buy that though because too much stuff has to go down in too much stuff has to go down in kingdom of ash for it to be boring so
1: then just to be fair here is a five star review from nikki okay nikki and the title of nikki's review is just three hearts oh three heart emojis okay. i know five stars doesn't seem like enough doesn't do this wonderful amazing book justice wow. the emotions i felt reading this book It was anger, frustration, sadness, joy, amazement, shock, and love. I'm truly sad that this series has ended, but I could not be happier about the ending. The author did an amazing job tying up every loose end we could think of. This is, and forever will be, one of my all-time favorite series. Thank you for giving us this chance to experience this world. Wow. Okay.
0: I'm glad we we heard from both sides, because I was a little nervous about Monica's response. So... Glad Nikki is so on board with Kingdom of Ash.
1: Guess how many stars? Ninety percent of the reviews Um, are three stars. Five stars. Wow. Ninety percent of the reviews are five stars. This is on Amazon. I I haven't looked on Goodreads yet because I—that's what I do—and we have read part of it because Goodreads usually has a lot more spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So ninety percent of the Amazon reviews are five stars. Seven percent are four stars. Two percent are three stars. Zero percent are two stars. And 1% is 1%.
0: Wow. Okay. So it seems like as a whole, people are really a fan of Kingdom of Ash.
1: Yeah, it seems that way.
0: Okay. Well, that's really nice. I'm glad. Did you give yourself a spoiler?
1: Not really a spoiler. It says, everything was neatly wrapped up. I just adored the ending. Yes, there's lots of sacrifice. There's always been death in the books. Well,
0: this is probably going to be the book where she
1: goes back to killing off all the characters. So if you're reading Kingdom of Ash along with us or if you have already read it and you have thoughts, send us your thoughts on Twitter at 3PBC podcast, or email us at 3PBCpodcast at gmail.com um, or go look at our reviews on Goodreads. Um, but if you have any thoughts, let us know and we will read them on the show and we will give you a shout out. Yeah, we hope to hear from you guys soon. Happy reading.